welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills Tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching, like an active learning strategy, innovation in ed tech, or another current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full of interview episodes, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to class. If you have an idea for a Two Pills Tip or someone who we should interview, please send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or on our website. As a disclaimer, I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas, and all of this information is freely available online. Check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. Before we jump into our tip, I did want to mention, um, please check out our crossover podcast episode with Queer Education. Queer Education is a platform to educate medical professionals and the public on LGBTQI and non-binary healthcare. On our episode, KB and I discuss HIV meds then and now. Thank you so much to our host KB for such a fun episode. So please go ahead and check out that episode on Queer Education. So today for our two pills tip, we're going to talk about how do we motivate students to come to class prepared? I feel like this is something that if you've been in teaching for any amount of time, you've definitely noticed it. There are some really great resources online, and we have links to those in the show notes at twopillspodcast.com, so feel free to check those out if you want more information on any of the tips that we talk about today. Studies have demonstrated that up to 70% of learners do not come to class prepared, which again, we have all noticed. A lot of times students will begin the semester prepared because of concerns of being called called on or out of respect for the instructor, but this often gradually drops off throughout the course. What's difficult about motivating students to come to class prepared is that we're actually influencing human behavior, so that's very complex and challenging. You may be thinking there are a lot of factors that we can't control as far as having students be motivated to be prepared for class, but let's focus on the things that we can control. One of the first things I think is important is that we have to overcome these habits that have, quote, worked for them in the past. Maybe in previous courses, there's been no preparation assigned, or the instructor reviewed everything in class. Maybe the instructor didn't plan class activities that depended on them being prepared. So all of these things are ways that students may have just gotten away with not having to be prepared for courses in the past. When you ask students why they didn't come to class prepared, there's a few reasons. First, maybe they didn't have time or they prioritize other things for that time. They may not have found the readings of interest. They may see a weak connection between doing the course readings and doing well in the class. If we as instructors don't give justification as to why the students should read this information or why we selected specific readings, they may believe that the most important course content, like the things that are going to be on the exam, will be covered in class anyway. And then maybe they found the readings too hard or too long. The first thing we have to consider is what's in it for them. So this is about aligning our goals as instructors with their goals as learners. A couple ways to do that is you can use statistics, a story, a testimonial, or something that they care about. And so therefore linking the learning experience as something that they will want to do instead of something that you want them to do. You want to enlighten them about why they may care and why they should buy in. 
Another thing I think is important is that it has to be compatible with their values and their current needs. So if you've ever taught during a busy exam week, you know that probably the prep for your course is not going to happen if they're studying for several other exams. It may be helpful to invite testimonials from other students or their peers about how coming prepared improve their learning, improve their performance in class, and I think especially learning beyond the course. You know, maybe they say they get the perspective of a P4 who says, you know, this was really helpful on my rotations or something like that. Another area I think is very important is we have to make our readings or our prep doable. So for that reason, I do not assign full chapters in DePiro or any other textbooks. I just do not believe the students are going to read it. So you really want to make your readings applicable and doable. I would so much rather have the students read a few pages of a guideline or an article that I think is useful than to tell them to read the entire chapter as preparation for my talk. You also want to make your readings really relevant. So sections of a guideline or another resource that they're also able to use in future coursework or on rotations. As an example of that, I've assigned guidelines such as IDSA guidelines, and then in the beginning of class, I take a few minutes to show them how to find that guideline in the future so that that way I'm reinforcing the importance of the reading and also showing them how to find this, this skill of finding this guideline in the future since it's likely going to change in just a few years. As instructors, I think it's important that we choose our objectives wisely. We really want to know what you want your students to get out of each reading that you assign, not just background knowledge. What is the purpose of them reading this? So preparation should really be about recognition, practice, or content exposure. We're not typically aiming for the higher levels of blooms since students are learning independently when they're preparing for class. And then finally, we want to provide an immediate consequences if students do prepare or if they do not. In one of the resources, there's a really nice comparison to the fact that if we just expect students to link the fact that they didn't prepare to their exam score or a lower overall score in the course, it's really not sufficient. This is why it's hard for us to not text while we drive or stop smoking or lose weight because the consequences are just too delayed. So you really need to make sure there's some kind of immediate positive or negative consequence. A couple of examples of this, maybe some just-in-time teaching, which is a short online quiz before class, a small group activity when they first come into the classroom where they need to be prepared to share the workload with their peers, um, or an in-class problem or scenario that depends on that preparation to solve. You can use specific prompts such as RDQ, so resonate, disagree, question, or RSQC2, so recall, summarize, question, connect, and comment. Or a 321, so list three important aspects from the reading, two areas where they had confusion, and one question that they would like to pose to the author. Another way to look at this is like a muddiest point or a minute paper. For more information on any of these type ways of doing just-in-time teaching, please check out the resources on our show notes at twopillspodcast.com. And I hope all of your students come to the classes for the rest of the semester very prepared. Thanks for tuning in to Two Pills Podcast.